Hello, everyone. Welcome to the goddamn podcast. This is Mark Bennett. Mark Joseph Bennett. Mark Joseph Samir Bennett. If you don't know why the middle name Samir is in there, you go through the archives of this podcast and you figure it out. I'm not here to hold your hand. Do some goddamn work. Nah, it's just, anyway, it's a long story that I think I told. <laughs> the truth is, you can maybe go through all of these podcasts, and maybe I haven't told that story, but I'm pretty sure I did. No, I did. I told that story because my wife got mad at me. She got mad at me because uh, it's the one I do about religion, I think. I think that one, the, I, I said, like a Kardashian and a priest and a dog walk into a bar. I think that's what I called it, something like that. I originally had... Uh, uh, a priest and imam and a something else walk into the bar, but my wife made me change it. She was like, you can't put that shit in the title. Priest, you can throw in the title, but any references to Islam, it's probably a red flag. She's right. It's probably a red flag. I'm probably on some kind of watch list when when you write that. And probably when you say it. Anyway, long story short, um, I pseudo-converted to Islam just to basically make Sarah's inheritance easier. It's not a real thing. Let's not get into it. Let's not start with that shit. Why did I say the middle name like that? And then I had to explain it. You know why? Because I'm out of sorts. I'm out of sorts, everybody. Here's what happened was I just I, I came down to the Prius recording studio in the basement of our uh, building. And uh, got to all the way to the car with all the podcasting gear. And the fucking key was upstairs. Because the key to the car, I don't have on the same keychain as the key to the apartment. Because the key to the car these days, it's nice that you everything is, you know, key free. So it's like a fob, like a little device that you press the buttons on. But there's two problems with that. Number one, the batteries wear out. And you got to replace the batteries all the time. Or, and, and maybe you'll be in the middle of nowhere when the battery wears out. And then you can't get in your fucking car. There's that. Although they do have a fail-safe on that, to be fair. To be fair, you can... And this I didn't know. So here's for you people out there who may not know probably some basic information that you're supposed to know, which I did not, is that you can pull out the little stick. There's a little stick inside the, the uh, key fob of most of these fancy new cars that have a push-button start. So you can pull that little thing out and then insert that like a regular key into the lock. I've never tried it, but I hear it can be done. So uh, the fuck was I talking about? Right. The The problem besides the battery with those key fobby things is that uh, it, it's too much pocket weight. I'm always trying to trim down the pocket weight. I got pocket bulging all the friggin' time. You know, between the phones and the keys... And the wallet, like, I'm always trying to find a way. Because they make pants skinnier and skinnier these days. And I don't disagree with that. Like, to a point, don't go get yourself some goddamn skinny pants. But pants should be fitted. You're a fucking man. Wear some pants that fit. Fit one way or the other. Don't fit, don't, don't fit like, uh, too skinny or too baggy. A, you're not, uh, Lou Bega, you know. Well, your old zoot suit, you can't be having those baggy fucking pants. It looks ridiculous. And man, the the uh, the early nineties, I think, in the late eighties, Jesus Christ, 
Everybody looked like a fucking clown, like an actual clown, like a vaudevillian clown is what everybody looked like. So um, and then they took it just now in the in the in the 2000s, the early 2000s, I'm going to say they took it um, way too far. People they I am sure there are kids who have dick problems because they smash their dick into their leg too hard with their fucking pants. Trying to pull up their pants one day and their, their, their dick was like, you know what? We've had enough. You're strangling us too much. Us? How many dicks do these kids have? Oh, the kids today and their dicks. So many dicks they have smashed into their skinny jeans. And that is one of the problems with uh, when you're trying to wear fitted clothes is they are tight especially when you're sitting down and you're a fat fuck like me and yes and if you know me you're like oh what do you mean you fat fuck i yeah it's i'm not i'm not obese but i am not in good shape my phone keeps fucking going off why is this goddamn thing going off all the time oh it's my wife i wrote her a one um text message that said podcast just so that when she's put my son to bed, which is also her son. And so when she comes out of the room, she'll be like, where's my husband? He has disappeared. I would just give her a heads up that I'm going down to the recording studio to do a uh, a podcast. So I just wrote her the one word podcast. And she just wrote me back radio, which is kind of funny, actually. But it's been buzzing in my pocket. So uh, not as fucking funny as she thinks. Up there all smug with her funniness. And her article writing. I'll get into that in a second if I remember to get back to this. I don't even. Here we go. Let's just let's stay on point. Let's stay on track. Here we here we are. Um, the skinny jeans uh, I was talking about, and you need fitted pants. But when you're not an Adonis, let's just say that I call myself a fat fuck. But let's just call myself a sloppy fuck. All right. I I got little bits of goo. That just flop out. Little bit of love handle here. Little bit of little bit of I you know gut weight over over here. You know, a little bit of back fat right there. You don't expect it, but there it is. You know, we were just we were just swimming with the child today. Um it's great. We have a, a pool in our apartment and uh for like six years we've lived here and one of the only advantages of living in this building is that it has a pool. And you never use it because you look like a fucking weirdo if you're down there swimming around in a pool. Because it's not like a lap pool. You can't exercise there. So you just look like you're you're waiting for some fucking uh, ladies to show up so you can ogle them. But uh, when you got the kid, like you're down there, it was like, oh, so sweet. Teaching your boy how to swim. And I'm like, yeah, that's right, ladies. Walk on in. You're unassuming. You th- you're disarmed. Come on over with your bikinis. Oh, my kid helps me be a pervert. But the jeans nowadays and the pants as well, like they're starting to get it. They're like, look, you people need fitted pants. We understand that. But a man in a nice suit with some nice fitted pants, he can't sit down. If he sits down, it cuts off all the circulation to his legs and his and his pants go way up. And then you got to then you got to have a nice pair of socks. And how high do you pull up the socks? That's always been an issue for me. It's one thing to go to the store and go, I'll take the Calvin Klein socks with the nice little pattern there. When people see my socks, they'll be like, ooh, those are some nice socks. But, you know, when you're wearing pants that fit you, tailored pants, let's go that. Let's go saying tailored pants, 
they when you go to sit down, those fucking things pull up, man. Like 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 uh, you're trying to avoid floodwaters. So you people are going to see your socks and they're going to see a fair amount of your socks. So how much how far do you pull them up? These dress socks these days, they go right to your fucking knee. You know, and then that looks weird. You got to if if your pants go up, you got to see a little skin on the shin. Otherwise, people are like What's he doing? Was he was he wearing pantyhose? What the fuck is with this guy? Not that we're judging if he wants to wear pantyhose. That's great. It's 2017. But if that's not what you're going for, right? You look like some old timey guy who's got suspenders that just clamped to his socks at the knee. So the pants these days, they've got like a, a spandexy quality to them a lot of them the jeans i'm wearing right now which i never take off well i do take them off because i bought three pairs of these immediately i have four actually and uh, it's just one's a blue color and the other ones are black and um the second i put on these jeans you know the fucking guy with the subaru's back he the guy with the subaru's back and he's gonna be stalking me again god damn it if you don't know what i'm talking about Listen to the last podcast. He just pulled into the fucking parking lot. Old Batman Subaru going to solve the crime. Going to solve the mystery of who's who's in his car talking into a microphone. I'm doing a fucking podcast. All right? You piece of shit. So these pants are so comfy. You know, like, you, you, they, they move with you. They don't pull up so much that you see the socks. And they stretch. They and they 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 keep. It's called a three sixty flex. I got them from American Eagle, but like lots, of, they, everybody's making them like these nowadays. This is just the brand specifically that I that I liked was the three sixty American Eagle Slim Fit, and uh, not the skinny. That's, that's taking it too far. But the Slim Fit, and I fucking tell you, they cling everywhere, but not a lot. Like they don't. It's not like a hard cling. It's just nice, you know. And a couple of people have said, hey. I like those jeans. Where'd you get those jeans? I I'll, I tell them. You know, I'm I don't keep that shit a secret. But the point is, nobody's ever said that before. It's just, and so they look good, and they're comfortable. My God, you know that's that's technology. Finally, a use for fucking technology. Now I don't know why uh, why I went down this rabbit hole of uh, jeans. <laughs> that I like, uh, that fit me. I was talking about skinny jeans. Man, that, this is my brain. I have to backtrack, you know, uh, 30 points to get back to my original. Well, there you go. I think I found my original point by fucking up my point is that uh, I'm absent-minded. I'm like a fucking idiot. I came down to the Prius, no key for the Prius, had to go back all the way upstairs you know, and that's in an apartment building. So I got to get on the elevator. I got to wait for the elevator and then uh, get the key, come back down. And I ran into my mother-in-law, actually, because she was out for a smoke, a cigarette. We tell her it's not good for her. She doesn't listen. You know, she doesn't give a shit. And uh, she sees me in the elevator. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going back to get the key because I got a podcast to do. And I and she was like, oh, I wonder what you're going to be like at my age. You're going to be so forgetful. Yeah, that's right. And we fucking senile as hell. Not gonna be sitting in an old age home, you know, just talking into a turnip, thinking I'm doing a podcast. Maybe that's what I'm doing right now. This could be like the fucking Matrix. 
I don't know that shit. Maybe the Lawrence Wishbone. <laughs> What's his name? Lawrence uh, Fishburn. Fishbones? Fishburn. I think it's Fishburn. That sounds right. Lawrence Fishburn is going to give me a pill. I'm going to swallow it, and I'm going to wake up, and I'll be like, oh, I've been talking into a turnip. I don't even have a Toyota Prius. That'd be fucking weird, right? But yeah, I'm. there was the Seinfeld episode where he says, so Elaine asks him, I wonder what you're going to be like as a senile old man. And he's like, I think I'll make the tr- transition very nicely. I think that's something like that. That's me. I, not even nicely. I'm just fucking uh, Annie. And I am, I'm getting, you know, I'm a fairly young looking person. I'm 39 years old, but I don't really, maybe I don't, I don't maybe look that old. At least I didn't up until recently. But I got that's the thing is I'm going downhill fast. You know, like you guys know I got the osteoporosis. You know, I got the dusty bones. And that's not an age thing. That's just a you got a fucked up weird disease thing that we're going to fix. We're going to fix that shit. But right now my bones are powder. So having osteoporosis, that's going to make you feel old. Don't get me wrong. I I understand that. But it's the other stuff is the forgetfulness and the fact that I just look like shit. You know, like I said, I got little part, little bits of fat flopping out in the wrong places. We were um, at the pool with the kid, like I said today, and I just, I saw my shape in the mirror, and it's it's a potato. I look like a potato, you know, like no nothing in particular, not not a giant, like not like a snowman where I'm super fat on the thing, or or like a. You know, like an apple with legs that some people look like. You know, they got the twiggy legs, but they look like a big apple. You know? Um, or a battery body, I call those, where the upper part of your body looks like a D-cell battery, and then your legs are two little sticks. But I look like a potato, just like a lumpy fucking imperfect potato. And I'm also very Irish looking, so it, it suits me. That's a that's a good analogy. I look like a potato. You know, the inside of a, a potato for my skin. What do they say Irish people look like potatoes? Is it, maybe they don't say they look like potatoes, but they are potatoes? Because the outside of a potato is brown. You know, almost they're almost all brown. So unless they're referring to the inside of a potato, maybe they're just saying people who eat potatoes look like pasty white fucks. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that I just want to be a little bit better. Not a little bit better. I want to be a lot better. I I keep... And, and the excuse I keep giving myself is the osteoporosis. It's that bone disease where I'm like, well, look, you got to fix that first. You fix the bone disease. Then you're going to get a bunch of energy and you're going to be able to go to the gym all the time. But you know what? That's fucking bullshit, man. That's just an excuse, my friend. That's just, you don't, you gotta, I gotta start doing it. I gotta become a morning person. I've never, ever been a morning person. And judging by my son, uh, it's in my genes. He is not a morning person. He gets up at 7 a.m., yes, but he's barely awake. He just kind of gets up and like mulls around and he just, he sort of he sucks his thumb for a while. He kind of goes through the motions, and then about an hour later, he's like, oh, "Mom, let me go back to sleep, please." And then he then he conks out for another two hours, which is pretty much like me. No matter when I get up, it's just I'm never 
I'm never awake. I start to wake up when the sun goes down. My, I went to see a naturopath about it and every fucking thing. And uh, she was like, oh, your cortisol levels are all fucked up. She didn't say fucked up, but she meant it. Like, yeah, you're you're supposed to release cortisol, apparently. Um, I'm sorry, I was I was still doing the dietitian's voice, and then I switched back to first person. So that's why now my voice is like this. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. And um, your cortisol, apparently, in order to wake up in the morning, you're supposed to get this rush of cortisol, stress hormone, and um, it wakes to wake you up. And then you're like, ah, and then you jump out of bed. You're like, whoa, I'm gonna tackle today. You know, carpe diem, motherfucker. Here we go. Season it. And um, I don't do that. Uh, I uh, The naturopath was telling me from, I don't know, I did some kind of urine test. And she said, uh, yeah, you're, you, you release your stress hormone incorrectly. You do it maybe way too late in the night. So I start waking up about 8 p.m. And... Um, then I can go to like four in the morning. But see, the world doesn't work that way. You know, it's you're like, well, Mark, just do that thing. You're a stand-up comedian. You can stay up in the nights. But no, the whole world is shut down. You know what you start doing after midnight? Flipping through the channels. That's about it, you know. And maybe if you live alone and you're a bachelor, maybe you can get some work done in the middle of the night. But you got a wife and a child you're not up at three in the morning blasting music and, you know, working on your screenplay. You're just flipping through channels quietly, trying not to wake anybody up. So there's no fucking point to being one of these goddamn vampires that I am. You know, it's just, it's, it's, it's useless. So I'm going to try to force it. I'm going to become a morning person. It's just, you get more done. And, it's just, and you know what? Society looks at you better. Like, people who get up, the early bird gets the worm. Pete, you command such respect when you are an early riser. If you're one of those fucking people who gets up at 5.30 or 6 and goes for a run for an hour and then comes back and showers and and you eat some fucking eggs or some shit, you know, people are people are like, look at this guy. What a go-getter. And you are. You're getting shit done. You're already... People get more done in a day than I do, you know. Well, people get more done in the morning than I do in a whole day. Yeah, yeah, that is... That's true. You know, and it's it's sort of a, a point of pride when you're a comedian at first. And, uh... Because, you know, you're one of those guys like, Fuck the system, man. I can do what I want. I chose my own path. I don't have to sit in your cubicle, you fucking piece of shit. The man's got nothing on me, buddy. I live my life. I'm a free spirit. I'm a maverick. And, you know, you take pride in the fact that you can can go to Starbucks at 9 p.m. and have a coffee, stay up all night. Who gives a fuck? You can get up when you want. But, you know, that wears off. That wears off soon. You're just a guy who doesn't get a lot done. And that's me. I'm not getting a ton done. I don't. I don't have a lot of time, you know, with, because I have a baby. A baby's nine months old. You, no matter who you are, that cuts into free time. So I'm trying to get like I, I'm like this podcast barely got done. I just ran downstairs and then I forgot my fucking key. Started to go back upstairs. Well, I, I lost ten minutes of my life right there. That's ten minutes I can never get back. 
It's no wonder I'm not going to be a famous comedian. I could have used that 10 minutes to write a new joke. That's, but I got I to gotta start getting up. I got to start getting up. I, like, I want to get up and run, you know, go for a run or something. But then I got the bad bones. And I yeah, know, yes, it's an excuse. But it, that one really is kind of a, a decent excuse. Is like, when I get up in the morning, I, I can't really move. My bones are killing me. So just to, oh, I'm just going to jump, put on my shoes and go for a fucking triathlon. It doesn't, it's not that easy. But still, I should get up, you know, have a cup of coffee, fucking uh, edit one of my stupid YouTube videos or some fucking... I'm trying to do the vlog shit now. Honest to God. And I, I, I like it. You know, I don't mean to sound negative. I really like it. It's just that I accept the futility of it. And you know what? Fuck it. Fuck. Fuck the futility of it. I'm doing it because I like it. And I think that's the best way for stuff to be done. I like doing this podcast. I like doing stupid YouTube videos. I like doing stand-up comedy. You know? Now I say that, but none of them are being fruitful. Like, no one's listening to this fucking thing. You know, now, don't if you're listening to it, I apologize. I'm not saying you are no one. I'm saying relatively speaking. Okay? I, this thing it isn't paying any bills. I'm not getting any sponsorship. I'm not doing any commercials. You know, there's there's people listening, yes, but it's not in a way that can be in any way, shape, or form considered a um, good trade-off, you know? So, so, but that's fine with me. I'm doing it because I fucking like it. I like it. All right? And sure, I like it partly because it helps with the career. It it is something that comedians should be doing. You should be doing a podcast. Let people listen to your fucking podcast and your your goddamn ramblings. How how much time does it take? A couple hours a week? Yeah, go fuck yourself, you lazy piece of shit with your cortisol being released at 10 p.m. in the night. And that's why a lot of times you'll hear me saying I'm doing these podcasts at midnight. Because, yeah, that's when I usually feel the best. When I lived in Los Angeles, I used to go to the gym at midnight. Which was idiotic, now that I uh, think about it. There was a couple of times I was clearly almost murdered at a gas station by crazy people. But, um, you know, you're young and full of piss and vinegar. So you don't think about that shit. You know, you just... Well, I thought about it because I clearly realized I was almost murdered. But, um, you know, no biggie. I The thing is, I didn't have a wife and a child. So it's not that big of a deal. You know, if you die, you know, yes, it sucks for your, your family. You know, that's no doubt, no doubt. But it's not on the level that it is now where, like, I can't just flippantly go out at uh, two, 2 in the morning to a shitty area of town just to go work out and then haphazardly just be pumping gas with a pile of cash in my hand like a fucking idiot like that I was when I was 27 down in Los Angeles. You know, what happened was uh, this the one time I definitely came close to getting murdered was I was at a uh, what are they called? Chevron's, I think is the name of the gas station that was next to my place. Now, it wasn't the worst area in the world. I wasn't in fucking Compton or some shit. I was in uh, Los Feliz, which is fine, you know, but it's you still, you know, it's two in the morning and um 
Two in the morning in the safest neighborhood in the world is, is you're asking for trouble. I'm at the gas station. I'm pumping some gas and I'm using a, a credit card, actually. So this guy comes up to me. I don't know where the fuck he came from. And he's just saying, uh, hey, uh, you uh, can you spare some change? And I was like, oh, dude, sorry. I'm paying with a credit card. And then I don't know why, but I was thinking like, hey, that's great. I'm telling the truth. He's going to understand. I don't know why. I just That's what I assumed. But he just went, oh, come on. You're saying you have no money? It's like, no, I'm just, I'm, I only brought my credit card. I'm just paying with a credit card. It's like, you don't have even five cents. You don't have five cents to spare. That's when I was like, oh, he's getting testy. He's not, uh, he's not happy at all. And then he, uh, and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. If I had it, I would give it to you. And I meant it at that moment because, you know, let's just end this crazy train right now. And, um, but I said, I honestly don't have any. And then, uh, then he says, oh, you did it now. You did it now. And he just starts like sort of a skip walk all like around me, around the whole car and me. And oh, I just shake and said, oh, you did it now. Like fucking Hulk Hogan hulking himself up. And, uh, now, like, I mean, luckily for me, he wasn't an imposing figure. You know, he was just basically about my size. Uh, so I wasn't entirely thinking that this was not a manageable situation. I mean, I just come back from the gym. I was, in, I was in the best shape of my life. You know, I'm 27. I still, I'm thinking I can handle myself. I did like six years of Aikido. You know, I, I, I still know some of that. I can handle myself. I was, I was thinking, you, you, you forget, of course, that you're in Los Angeles. They have guns, you fuck. But I, the thought, the fact is, since here I am, I'm out here, I'm pumping gas, there's a man circling me and my car, shaking his head like fucking Hogan. So I had nothing else to do. Like, at that point, you can't be like, oh, you shouldn't be out here right now, it's too late. Here we are. So I just took my hands off the gas pump, and I just folded my arms, and I looked at him. And as he just kept circling me, I just never broke eye contact. I just kept staring at him. And in my mind, it wasn't an intimidation tactic. It was simply, I got to get ready. If he comes running at me, I need to get the heads up. So if he's, you know, let's not let him out of my field of vision. So I just kept staring at him. And it worked. I, well, I don't know what I mean by it worked. It's just he went away. He just, he just bolted. He left. I don't know. Maybe he saw a cop. Maybe what it, but... All I know is that I stared in his face thinking I I just honestly want to be ready. I think maybe that's the key right there. It wasn't I wasn't trying to pull something. I wasn't like, you know, uh peacocking or being like uh, I'll I'll do a show of force. Um it was it was just an honest, okay. This is going down. Here we go. Just get ready. And maybe that's what he saw on my face. Okay, this guy's this guy's ready. He's ready to go. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily, he's not loving the idea of going, but there's a steely determination. I miss, I miss the idea that I could do that now. Like I know right now, in fact, I thought about it, um, what, a couple nights ago? I can't remember. Oh, it was last night. It was fucking last night. Jesus Christ, I am going senile. It was last night. I was at Sobeys. I'm at fucking Sobeys in Toronto, Canada. 
And not even a regular Sobeys, an Urban Fresh, because I live in an area like that you can't put a giant Sobeys in because there's too many people around. So they do this Urban Fresh so they can charge you four times the price for a fucking potato chip. And uh, there was this drunk guy in there just yelling at some lady, but like good-natured yelling. You know, he's like, you stop fucking stalking me. And she was like, I'm not fucking stalking you. As weird, you know, the more the more dickish he was to her, the more she was clearly hitting on him. Uh, I said, oh, girls, I tell you, eh, girls are so fucked up. Not all of you. Not all of you. Some of you. Just uh, the worse you talk to, the more, oh, this guy, look at this guy. He's such a, such a man. <laughs> Telling me to fuck off. What a man. Yeah, that's the, yeah. see how that goes. If you stay with him. All right. I'm going to pause it right now because someone's someone's listening to me. Okay, they're gone. I mean, you don't need to know that. But I figured let's give you some uh, closure. It was just a nice couple, nice young couple. A nice looking, good looking girl, good looking guy. I think he's a good looking guy. I am. I, I'm one of those guys. I'm, I, I will gladly tell you if I think a man is handsome. Like Clark Bartram. Handsome fucking man. And uh, I'll talk about Clark Bartram. In a second. Oh, I've got two things to talk about. Uh, my wife is a writer at Clark Bartram. Let's keep those things in mind, everybody. All right, while I finish the story of uh, the drunk guy. So the drunk guy is in Sobeys and he's yelling, and every it's good natured. Everyone's happy about it. The uh, skanky girl at Sobeys, she works there. She fucking lives there. I mean, Jesus Christ. There's this one skanky girl, and I see her at Sobeys. I used to see her once in a while. Now I go morning, noon, and night. She fucking lives there. And I know that because she's really hot. She's a hot, skanky girl. And I don't... Like, I look, I'm, I'm, I'm about to be 40. I'm a father. Okay? And I legitimately am getting... I'm getting really good at not being a perv. Like, I just... I don't look at... I don't look at women... You know, I I'm not I'm not crazy. I mean, I I look I make eye contact if someone speaks to me. Like I look at women, but I I really am doing a good job of uh, not not even I you can't say a good job. It's like they say about willpower. Oh, willpower! Just don't eat the chocolate cake. Well, you know what? If you're overweight, you know you that person's addicted to the chocolate cake. There's they have an addiction to the sugar. Maybe you don't like. For instance, I don't like cheesecake. I fucking hate cheesecake. It's disgusting. And uh, so when people say, oh, do you want some cheesecake? I say, no, no, I don't. It's fucking disgusting. Well, I won't say that because I'd be polite. I'll, I'll be polite. I'll say, no, I, I, don't, I don't want any cheesecake. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for offering me the cheesecake. But no, I'll have to pass. Good day. That's how polite I am. And people say, oh, look at the willpower on that guy. It's not fucking willpower. You know, my friend, he's a dietitian and a personal trainer. And uh, not Nick, not Nick the bodybuilder. It's a whole separate guy. I've been around fitness people my whole life. None of it is rubbing off on me. But um, my friend, the personal trainer, he's saying like, yeah, people talk about willpower. Like he, Dennis, he just, he likes getting up and going to the gym. It's something he enjoys doing. So for him, it's, it's not a great test of will, you know, stuff he would hate doing. Then that's what you have to that's the type of stuff. Like, if, it, if someone was to uh, make me eat cheesecake, you know, if they were, no, if I made myself eat cheesecake, I'm like, oh, I got to stuff it in. That's willpower because I don't want to do it. It's fucking disgusting. You know? 
That's willpower. Like uh, um, someone who hates public speaking and they make themselves get good at public speaking. That's not, that's willpower right there. But uh, someone who is a natural orator who uh, is very charismatic and finds it super easy to speak in front of a group of people, not willpower. I'm off track. So the drunk guy at Sobeys, he, we're having a good laugh with me and the skanky lady and uh, uh, everybody around. But you know, you know drunk people, right? You know where they're just teetering on that line where at any moment this goes from jovial to, oh, yeah, you want to fucking throw down? You want to throw down right now? Right, right fucking now. Are you eyeballing me? Like that, you know that? It's every, it goes from that good natured. It's like when you're young and someone's tickling you and it goes from uh, just something where we're all laughing to pissing in your pants. Like it just goes from happiness to terror. That's the way drunk people are, you know, like these type of drunk male, alpha male types. And, uh, and I was thinking, I was thinking back to the day, you know, back to the, to the Chevron gas station day 12 years ago, maybe 12 years ago to the day. Who, who knows? It could have been the anniversary, right? And I am, uh, I'm thinking maybe I just make eye contact and, uh, if shit goes down, I'll just be ready. I'll just be ready because, you know, he was joking, but it was getting aggressive. You could feel it. You know, you can feel it. And uh, but you know what? I had to I had to think differently this time because I got the bones of dust. And I know that this will get fixed. But right now I'm like, yeah, self-preservation. Let's pretend I don't even know what's happening. Like I just started to. Like drift away. And who knows? That's probably the best strategy anyway in a situation like that. But I just fucking hated, I just hated the notion that I potentially can't do anything about anything, you know? So that's when I went, fuck it, man. You're going to be getting up earlier in the morning and you're going to train. You know, maybe your bones aren't the best, but you can still train your muscles. I can still train my reflexes. I can still be strong. Oh, sorry. (laughs) You know what? I should edit out that belch, but I'm not gonna. All right. This podcast is for free. You know, I'm pouring my heart out over here. I should have just pretended I was choked up and I was crying. But no, I belched. And I apologize. You see, I'm polite when I have, when I'm offered cheesecake and when I belch. So I got to get up and do some shit. And what also convinced me to start exercising a little bit better uh, was this Clark Bartram, as I mentioned. I'm I'm watching YouTube videos because I'm trying to do the YouTubes. I'm trying to do the YouTubes like the kids, you know. It's an idiotic thing to do, but you know what? I like it. And um, Clark Bartram. See, this ad comes on. And there's this, he's this great looking man. And that, I, that's what I mean by, I will gladly say a man is good looking if I think he is. But very, very few times have I thought a man is good looking. Like, you know, people are like, oh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm like, I, I don't get it. I understand that he's in good shape. Sure. But like, I'm not, I, I would never think, oh, what a handsome man. You know, or this fucking, uh, and who's the other guy in Magic Mike with him? 
Oh, the guy, he's got, he's got like a weird looking neck and head. What's his fucking name? Uh, something or other. You know, he was in with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill's name, I remember, but not this guy's. I, yeah, it'll come to me. It'll fucking come to me. And you know what? Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? It's the guy in Magic Mike. You all know who I'm talking about. You know I'm senile. I got the dusty bones and I'm senile. What's his fucking name? Anyway, good old <laughs> Magic Mike. Like, that guy. Now, you talk about Zach Efron. Now, that's a different fucking story. Zach Efron's got dreamy eyes and a handsome face and a hairline. Just where did he get that hair? You know, and that's just his head. His head is plenty. He doesn't need anything like Leo DiCaprio. I don't fucking get that. That guy's face looks all smushed up. He's never been like he, even when he was on Family Ties. Was he on Family Ties? He was somebody. He was a kid actor on one of those fucking shows. You know, I really should fact check myself before I start one of these podcasts. He was on one of those uh, Family Ties or or uh, or uh, uh, Benson or uh, Richie Rich or some shit. I don't know, but he was a kid actor on one of these fucking shows, and he looked like a weird kid to me then. Then he grew up to be a kind of a gangly teenager. He's in, he's in Eating Gilbert Grape. Don't tell me he's good looking in Eating Gilbert Grape. Don't you fucking tell me that. And then then he's in Titanic. And I'm like, oh, he's, he's got like a mushroom haircut. And he's got a weird round face. And now he's just, now his whole head is getting big. But his face is all scrunchy. And Leo, I know you listen to the podcast. You know, you you know I'm just saying this because I don't get it. Rest assured, most people seem to get it. So, Leo, don't worry about my opinion. All I'm saying is I don't see it. But now you, Clark Bartram, and you're like, who the fuck's Clark Bartram? He's a he's a natural bodybuilder. That was, uh, I used to watch a show um, called Body Shaping um, when I was young, when I was like 14, 15. And by watch the show Body Shaping, I mean whack off to the show Body Shaping because it was fucking full of the Subaru guys back. He just, he drove away and now he drove back. He's just, he's circling the fucking parking lot. This guy, oh my God. Now see, I immediately am thinking about the Chevron station, you know, with the guy circling. I got a crazy Subaru driver who's trying He's, he, he's, he's gonna, he wants to fight me. This is clear. And I can't fight him. And I, I haven't seen him yet, but I'm pretty sure I can kick the shit out of anybody who's driving a Subaru. All right? And if you drive a Subaru, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe I can't kick the shit out of you, but we'll have a good scrap. All right? Put it this way. I'm not backing down from you. You know? And, and you can say the same thing about a Prius driver. I'm not offended. I know about this car. This is a very practical choice. Let me be a fucking. Uh, we're gonna get uh, some kind of Schwarzenegger stepping out of this Subaru now, just to prove me wrong. So Clark Bartram, maybe it's Clark Bartram. He is this uh, natural bodybuilder. Like so, I was watching the show Body Shaping, and I should clarify the whacking off on Body Shaping 
was not to Clark Bartram. It was to the ladies on the show. They used to have uh, uh, Dupree, what her name is, Kiana Tom. Now, Kiana Tom, some of you may know. Fucking just Hawaiian chick. I think she was Hawaiian. Um, Just gorgeous. They would have women, just the most gorgeous women on. Woo! I used to tape it on my VCR. I used to pause it at opportune times. But Clark Bartram, I took note of him because he was in, like, the best shape I had ever seen a man in. And he was a natural bodybuilder. No steroids, no anything. And and he was clearly very handsome. And I know this because I thought it. And also, he was, he's was he been on, the ma- on more magazine covers, I think, than almost any other male fitness model. So he's just, he holds, like, the all-time record for most covers of a fitness model. He's just, uh... And so when I was watching the YouTube video, I'm I'm seeing this handsome man start telling me about how you, how you need to how to get in shape as you get older. And um, after a little bit of watching, he says his name is Clark Bartram. I was like, I fucking know. I knew I knew this guy. I knew I wasn't just staring at some random handsome man. This is this is a a familiar face. And Clark Bartram is now older, so. Well, of course, I mean, time passes, right? When I was 14 watching body shaping, you know, that that's about 25 years ago. So Clark Bartram is now 53 years old and he looks like a fucking Greek god. He looks so good. I hesitate to say better than he used to, but like he's 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 kind of he's grown scruff now and his scruff is kind of salt and peppered. You know, he's got a bit of gray, so fucking handsome. I know I sound super gay right now, but the point is... I got so disappointed, you know, like I, I always wanted to be like Clark Bartram and here I am watching an ad for him and I just start watching more of it and he's, he's just such a fucking salesman and not only that, he's a, he's a Christian speaker, you know, he's, he, he's good for him, he, he's got, you know, a family and, and a couple of kids and he stayed with his wife a long time, but he's this Christian, does, walks around doing, uh, uh, fitness with faith and i i just i don't know why but i always assume you're gay you're a closeted homosexual now here here i'm saying i assume he's a closeted homosexual and all i've done is talked about how gorgeous he is for the last 10 minutes but it's just you know those when when anybody go ahead and, and have faith if if you want but when anyone's walking around or putting it on their website i uh i keep faith a big part of my life I uh, I love my wife. I certainly love my female wife in a heterosexual way. I love her, but I have faith. I have such faith. I just I feel like those people. They, I don't know. There's something in there where they're just like I just I gotta I gotta pray away the gay. I gotta you know when you're announcing it like that. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But the point is, Clark Bartram is a fucking salesman. It's just I started watching his his thing. He was trying about talking about how you boost uh, muscle uh, naturally, and he's talking about how he struggled, you know, as he got a bit older, trying to stay in shape and stuff. And let me tell you something, fucking Clark Bartram. I've paid attention to you your whole life because of your handsomeness and your in shapeness. I have always paid attention to you, and you have looked like. A fucking sculpture since the day you were born. 
you have never had one moment of and so it's just like just it makes once in a while when i realize the world is and always has been a walking fucking ad for everything it just makes me sick you know it's like clark bartram the natural bodybuilder. I associated him with purity. And at the time, when I was 14, I was religious. Maybe I knew he was religious back then. I don't remember. I'm senile. So maybe that was another aspect of him I loved and found to be pure. Look at this guy. No drugs. Trains the right way. He loves Jesus. Loves his wife. What a man. But you know what he is? He's a fucking salesman. And I can't blame him. The guy's got to make a living. You know? It's just, I think it hits home because I try to be an entertainment. And I had some kind of notion that there was some kind of integrity to fucking something in the world. And there probably is, but it's not in what I do. And it's a disappointing thing to know. You know, it's, there are times when I'm like, fuck it, let's just go help animals or help homeless people. And let, and, and I should, that's what I should do. But, like, I convince myself, oh, no, what you're doing has its place, you know. What's the world without laughter, Mark? You're really like a doctor. You're better than a doctor. What would people do? I have literally, I might have even said this on the podcast, that what what would life be if you just couldn't enjoy anything? If you were constantly miserable? So what I do is so fucking important. But it's not. And what it ends up being is sales. You know, it's just, I just hate, I just hate it. But if you don't, uh, no, I'm not succumbing to that. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to try my best to entertain people. And uh, I'll figure out a way to make a living. Well, I mean, I, I am, but I'll figure out a way to do it on a larger scale without being a fucking disgusting goddamn salesman. It's just, you know, when you see a used car salesman or a real estate agent and you realize that's all anybody is. All anybody is is, you know, oh, well, you know, my brother, my brother's a fucking accountant and his whole goddamn job is procuring clients. Yeah, he also works hard, accounting, moving numbers around and such. But he also he's he's charming. The Zuckerberg from Facebook and he's golfing with fucking who knows who. Donald Trump probably. You know, just, I oh, just have uh, wheeling and dealing on the golf course. You just, you can't even golf these days. You got to stand on the course and fucking schmooze some piece of shit because he's got some fucking money. Oh, my God. No, I'm not going to do it. What I'm going to do is I'm going to, and I'm not, I'm going to try to instill in my son. It's go out. Achieve what you want to achieve and just not, don't just chase the dollar, man. Don't just chase the dollar, man. But what I do need to do, besides these, I don't know, artistic visions of who fucking cares, is I need to get up in the morning. I guess I need to do more things and uh, the world operates in the daylight. Sorry about that, Marky. You're going to have to change your ways. You've got a child. And you know what? Like, I'll come back to this podcast maybe six months from now. And I'm like, remember when I thought that was going to be a problem? Everything's amazing. Getting up in the morning. And I'm pretty sure that's the truth. Because 
I don't like not getting things done in the day or I don't like the fact that I feel like I never have enough time and every little thing I do, I feel like it's a term paper that's due the next day, you know, in some kind of feverish sweat, I get everything done. My wife is not like that. I can't believe I am remembering all of the points that I met and I wanted to bring up. My wife is a um, much more organized person and she gets things done. So today she became a writer. You know, uh, what happened was uh, one of the baby groups she's involved in, they were like, hey, do you want to uh, write an article for us? And uh, or I think they, they pitched it to a few people. They said to to uh, as and does anyone want this particular article to tackle it? And maybe we'll post it on our our group. And then Sarah's like, yeah, I'll do it. And then today she's writing it and asking me for help with it because she <laughs> naively thinks I know something about writing. And um, and I and then she's like, I just I don't know. And she hates it when she finished. And I said, ah, that's that's a true sign of being a writer right there. You hate what you do. That makes uh, it makes perfect sense. But it was really good what what she wrote. So I said, um, yeah, it's great. And then she said, but why, why, why did I do this? Like, you know, why, why did I volunteer to do this? And I said to her, well, you're a busybody. That's why. And uh, she she thought I was insulting her. But it's not. She's a busybody. She's always got to be doing something. And let me tell you, that is such a better way to live. Oh, there's someone else coming with the dog now. I'll uh, pause it one more time. Dog is gone. Owner is gone. And uh, that's, that's, see, that's one of the better things about doing a podcast at midnight. Less fucking... Foot traffic. Less foot traffic in the old parking garage. But, um, so my wife, yeah, busybody. She just, that's, but that's what you do. Like, see, she's on mat leave, and although she's busy with the baby, she's still like, yeah, I'll fucking let's uh, start a play group, and I'll uh, start a French class, and uh, then I'll, uh, oh, you need an article written? Yeah, maybe I'll write that fucking article for you. It's just, oh, I wish I had that. And I think she has it because she gets up in the morning. No, of course, it's the opposite. You know, chicken or the egg. It's the she gets up in the morning because she's not like me. You know, I'm one of those people. You know, Jeff Van Gundy, the uh, basketball announcer, he one time, he's also a, a famous NBA coach and player, but um, he one time said, you know, when it comes to coaching people, you know, you got your sleepy guys and you got your energy guys. Energy guys always have energy. Sleepy guys always sleepy. That's all I can say. I know that sounds simplistic, but, you know, that's the way it is. Some guys, they never need rest. And I'm just, oh, I want to be one of those guys, you know. But I will be. I will be. I'm going to make this happen. Bones, you know, or no bones, I'm still going to try to change this cortisol level thing, if that's what, if the naturopath is right. I'm going to get up in the morning. I'm going to, oh, man. In six months, I'm going to look like Clark Bartram, except I'm not going to be yammering on about Jesus. And I'm going to write articles like my wife. You know? I'm going to be able to fight drunk guys at Sobeys. Maybe I'll do the podcast at 6 o'clock in the goddamn morning down in, down in the parking garage. Maybe there won't be a lot of people here then, Right? It's going to be great, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, what a positive note we're ending it on. Thanks so much for listening. You're wonderful people. This is Mark Bennett. I said shut up. Goodbye.